Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. I just realized I didn't test my mic before we started recording, but all is looking well. We'll leave it in the hands of the Lord. What if you're a, like a pip squeak again, like that little voice? Oh my God, the mouse? <laughs> Maybe the mouse. Maybe the mouse had... Um, That's his microphone. Is catered to his voice. Yeah, or he was staging a re- like a revolt. Imagine if he goes, when he goes on that mic and he like speaks, it filters out and sounds like a normal person. <laughs> And that's how oh, I have to, to send us. you this. Been a there was a really foul. So basically, our AWD close friends, as people know, I man the fort there. But I get sent so many mouse videos from TikTok for you. Oh. And one recent one that I need to send you is a girl went to take a sip of her drink, like that she'd bought from a store. I think it was Stop. like a milkshake or something. And there was a mouse inside the, the drink. <laughs> Inside the drink, trying to get it. Don't give him any ideas, okay? Yeah, he's done enough. Have a mouse in your little vodka soda. Yeah, swimming around with the berries. That's that would actually be cute. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm coming around to him. I miss him. I haven't seen him in a while. I'm drinking champagne. Well, prosecco again. Very chic. And I just popped two Nurofen. So party. It's gonna be a fun ride. (laughs) Who knows what will happen? I was listening to us. <laughs> I was listening to our episode from I think last week, this morning, and we were so manic in the first. We were so turbo in the first ten minutes. It was really funny. I don't know what was going on, but we were hysterically laughing for so lo- for so long at the start, and then we just calmed down and got normal. But when the first ten minutes, everything you said, I was like hysterically laughing. What were we talking about? I can't even remember. Like literally nothing. <laughs> idiotic nonsense wait how's how's italy italy is wait i'm having to click i was just on the google doc of one of our later topics where you had to paste me the new york times article because it's pocket not working the new york times has outwitted pocket i don't know why mine worked today yeah because it it i got that article that we're going to discuss copied it for you into a doc and then used Pocket to read another article that we were referencing in this episode too. And I could could not for love or money get it. Yeah. It's like I couldn't get oh my God. the Princess Diana documentary. I nearly had a nervous breakdown yesterday. <laughs> Everything's just hard at the moment. Everyone's cracking down on the internet. Everyone's like... I mean, it is about time. Pocket has been around for a long, long time, evading every paywall in existence. I can't believe the feds didn't find out sooner the new york times should just be free like how the guardian's free yeah i feel and then the guardian always begs for money what is their business model it's always like yeah it's always like you've read 27 articles this year consider donating to keep this journalism free and i'm like stop it it's such like lefty like co-op 
mindset. Like, I bet no one ever has donated. Yeah. Maybe ads. We're journalists, but I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going to donate. Well, they, to send, keep they certainly free. pay like they're a non for profit. I'll put it that way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, what were you just talking about before I said that? Oh, so Italy. Italy. Italy's nice. Italy is nice. We're on is- <laughs> we're- Italy is nice. We're on Ischia now, which is a little island, an hour ferry from Naples, and also happens to be the place where this <laughs> show and tell, where this series of books that I've been reading, Elena Ferrante's Neapolitan Quartet, takes place a lot of the time on this island because she gets sent here for summer holidays. So she lost nice. her virginity on one of these beaches nearby. Have you like hunted down the areas they're discussing? Um, I know where they are, but I haven't gone there yet. But um, it's really cute, this island, because it's – so Cap- Capri is really close and Prosciutto is really close and all these other gorgeous, really famous islands. And Ischia is obviously still a tourist destination and is really nice, but it's also massive and there's like 80,000 people that live here year-round. So unlike um, Positano and all those other Amalfi Coast towns and Capri, it doesn't really shut down when the – peak season ends it's it's like people just live here year round and then lots of italian tourists come for the holidays and obviously we're here in august so it's like quite cute because as we discussed last episode the whole of europe shuts down in august Mm. so it's basically all these italian tourists having an entire month off and i was saying today like they just know how to relax in a way that we just do not it's been so iconic and cute just sitting on these we're in this really old school hotel that's been around forever and you're like this when they filmed (laughs) I've forgotten her name oh Elizabeth Taylor when they filmed Cleopatra Richard Burton and Elizabeth Taylor stayed here it's like really really old school and it's cool because it looked yeah it looked quite um (laughs) I don't know how to say it like not that shit chic yeah it just looked kind of lo-fi but then we got here and it's actually just like old school glamour hotel vibes which is nice anyway we were lying on the sun lounges out the front and all the old italians are just like on those little paddle boats in the ocean like the men are paddling along with a boat in the ocean just for laughs with their wives and then they're they all have those floaties and big groups are just floating past chatting for hours in the in the water that is so cute really lovely so nice Um, the italians have like a they're very idiosyncratic i find like when we went a couple of years ago, similar time to you. And me and Zach were on this beach. We managed to find like a really quiet beach and these like sexy youths, like a gang of hot young people came and sat next to us and started smoking weed. And I was so intimidated. I was like, you're all so tanned and hot and cool and Italian. And then they got out Mm. like a Sonos and put on music and they played Accidentally in Love by the Counting Crows as their first song. (laughs) I was like, what is happening? What is happening? This is crazy. Yes. Actually, wait, this is funny. So last week we went to, we were in Positano for a night and we got invited to this, we got invited to a party because we made friends with some people. That is so the opposite of me and Zach. I don't know how you guys do that. I mean, it was, yeah, it was basically me. It's so nice. Um, Because I I just chat to everybody. It's so nice. It's such Um, a nice quality. And then we got invited to this party which happened to be actually quite iconic with the the guests there. So we were there with this woman, Grace. Oh, I don't know how much I should put behind <laughs> a paywall to not be mean because she was so iconic and so amazing. But, for example, she was like, she's this old school Hollywood actress who I hadn't heard of, but her credits are crazy. Like the amount of films she's been in is nuts. And she was kept saying all these films. And Amar, my boyfriend, was like just looking at me being like, she's obviously so famous. She's been in like on. She was in like all these old school films, and then she's also an entourage. And she's and she married like this billionaire. Um, Love. so she lived. So basically, she lived in LA in the eighties. Basically, it was really funny because she married a billionaire. She was just around in Hollywood in the eighties. She lives on Mulholland Drive now, and has a house in Miami. And then she also has a house in Atlanta. And this is because her and her billionaire husband just decided to buy the Atlanta. NBA team oh my god and I was like yes and I was like the only thing I know about owning NBA teams is from the real housewives of Beverly Hills yeah yes uh, Adrian Maloof (laughs) 
<laughs> yes. And I thought, shit, they the own Atlanta. That was in my brain. In my brain, I was like, they own Atlanta. <laughs> they own something. Like, they own, yeah. They, yeah. Maybe yeah. she bought and it they, off and then her. They got, yeah, and they got all this hate and everyone hated Adrian, remember when they were going to one of the games and they were getting like threatened with their lives, yes. but Adrian still wanted to go and she took Kim, who was really wasted on the jet. That will, that is the golden age of television. There will never be better yes. reality TV. So anyway, she was saying that they get like the same amount of like hate and death threats and stuff, which is quite crazy. Um, and then she basically said they bought the basketball team um, because they both liked basketball. And I was like, this is iconic. Love. And then... They were staying on a super yacht and um, I was like, do you watch Below Deck Med? And her husband, who like hadn't spoken the whole time, she was like, no, I haven't watched it, but I do love reality TV. And he was like, oh, I like it. <laughs> Whipped his neck around. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we got invited to this party and my boyfriend likes to fancy himself a DJ. So he was like, there's obviously going to be DJ discs and I order DJ and it's going to be so fun and I'm going to play the best music and we're going to have the most wild night. We get there. The person who invited us is already playing their own music and like obviously did not invite anyone else to take over that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was not the crowd anyway for a DJ set, but um, the, the songs on rotation non-stop was the Kooks. Crazy. That's like that's the kooks, that's the last thing I expected you to kooks, say. The Kooks. The Kooks. The Kooks. With this with with this was woman, like, this actress. With and also with just like a lot of very chic people. The Kooks. <laughs> I like you know when you say a word How too much could that you're this breaking. Be done? Yeah. Like just that naive song. She mm moves in naive was her own like, way her own way all night mysterious ways yeah weird that's what i mean it's just anyway. unexpected the last thing you'd expect yeah but i love italians as well i love the way they dress mm. and i know that that's unparalleled become... especially yeah i love that the older they get the better dress they seem to get which is Yes. Not necessarily. So true I was just elsewhere. swimming in the ocean just before and a woman kayaked past in this insane blue marine one piece and she would have been like sixty. Ugh. And I was just like, I love your swimsuit. And she was like, Thanks, I bought it at the shop over there. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's get into first Yeah, we've got some good <laughs> topics this week. First meaty topic of the day, and that is that Harry Styles has finally addressed so just then as well, I went to go back to the Rolling Stone article because I wanted to see if he talked about Florence Pugh in it. He doesn't. So Harry Styles has finally addressed his uh, the hate and the toxicity on the internet um, against Olivia Wilde, his girlfriend, which we've talked about quite a lot. Um, I don't know. What did you think of the the interview as a whole? I feel like he's a bit of a like pea brain. Like, I feel like he doesn't have – I think his intentions are great. I think he's a lovely guy, but I don't think there's, like, that much going on was my sense reading it. Like, I feel like he yeah. kind of says things that are vaguely kind of a thing, but they don't feel like he's I, – I would use it as an, as an example. He talks about his new film, My Policeman or something, Policeman, yeah. and the sex scenes, and he's just like – it's so crazy that people used to get like arrested for having sex and like it's so weird. And now um, I just really wanted the sex scenes to be good because you have it, like it was just what he was saying was okay, but just the way he said it, I was like, this is it's just kind of funny. I feel like he's just lives in his own little fantasy land. Yeah, I think it's good that I he mean, doesn't talk him, that much. <laughs> yes. With him, I think of him as being kind of, yeah, a little basically. Similar to, I don't know, Justin Bieber or something. Mm-hmm. It's just like a reformed boy who's like gone to therapy and who listens to their girlfriend when their girlfriend is like, this is fucked and this is why. And they're like, oh, my God. And then, they, then they're like, okay. And they, they're like woke. But if you question them on anything beyond that, they'll just be confused. But they have the right intentions and their heart is in the right place and they're not trying to hurt anyone. But I think he actually like, like doesn't really understand – like when people accuse him of queer baiting and how he kind of like talked about that in this piece, mm-hmm. basically, obviously, cause he's never addressed um, like his sexual preferences, but then 
dresses in a way that is quite queer. And then some people have accused him of queer baiting. Other people have said, whatever, you can do what you want. You don't have to declare your sexual identity. But then he was basically being like, um, what did he say? He goes, I haven't ever said that I'm straight or not, but, and I've never actually been publicly in a relationship with anyone. It's just that, you know, um, and I don't ever talk about my relationships. It's just that the cameras sometimes catch me with people, but that's not me confirming I'm in a relationship. And I was like, but these people are always white women. Exactly. And also in this piece, you're like framing Olivia Wilde as being interviewed as your girlfriend talking about Mm. the backlash to your relationship. So I don't even know how. So he said, people say you've only publicly been with women and I don't think I've publicly been with anyone. If someone takes a picture of me with someone, it doesn't mean that you're choosing to have a public relationship or something. And I understand that because it's true that he has never like brought someone to an awards show as his date or like talked about his relationship in a public arena or posted a selfie with a girlfriend or like something like that that kind of encourages and engages the celebrity cycle about his relationships. Yeah, wow, that's so crazy. You're so right. I've never actually thought about that. Yeah, so that's true. So it's possible that, like, all these people thinking that he, I guess, boost one of his One Direction guys, I think, Louis? Louis? I have no idea. That's possibly true, right? Because he's saying that people – it's like what Miley Cyrus said where she'd date women, but because paparazzis took photo with her – took photos of her with women – but it wasn't in their brain that she was dating women. It wasn't speculated in the media as a love interest. Yeah. I yeah. think that's true. But I also think, like we were just saying, that sentence itself is redundant when the same piece invo- like features your new girlfriend speaking as your girlfriend about your relationship. It's kind of like yeah. just say it or don't yeah, say it he- at this point. I get like I get it. I get it's hard because he doesn't want to be like, here's a list of people I fucked. Like it's that's not fair. But it does feel like he's a straight guy that's, like, benefiting off wearing a dress. I still feel like that about yes. him. Yes. Um, so, obviously, there's been so much about Olivia Wilde recently. We spoke about the Florence Pugh drama last week, and I can't believe Harry Styles didn't mention her in that piece. Mm. Quite interesting because the whole piece is obviously because the film's coming out. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he says, the interviewer says, Styles is not the most online person. He uses Instagram to look at plants and architecture posts. Stop. Soft boy. He uses plants, Instagram plants to look at architecture posts, which is fucking jada. Has never had the TikTok app and calls Twitter a shitstorm of people trying to be awful to people. But he's aware of how those small toxic corners of the internet are treating the people closest to him. That obviously doesn't make me feel good, he says carefully. It's a tightrope he's treading and discussing this. I, I don't, this interview is, why is everyone so like simpy when they interview people? That's it. It's like he wants to and does see the good in his fans, but there's no denying that like every large online community, this one has a faction that runs on hate and anonymity. Like everyone just wants to be friends with everyone. Journalists are like literally PR people for like celebrity brands now. It's so depressing. Mm. I mean, to be fair, if I was interviewing Harry Styles, I'd probably be like. Harry Styles is perfect, perfect, perfect. Beautiful, perfect. I love him. End of story. (laughs) Yeah. Harry Styles is the most amazing, talented musician on the entire planet and the kindest man I've ever met. Yeah, and Mars said that the (laughs) other day. I was like talking about how um, this person we met was like, so so i was just like oh they were like so so nice they were so nice like so so nice and then i was like they were just literally fine and normal (laughs) so so nice (laughs) i was just like nicest person ever oh my god um okay yeah even with the boundaries he set between his public and private lives sometimes other people blur the lines for you there's a yeah and then he talks about how he has to have a conversation early in the relationship going on a second date with someone and being like okay, there's this corner of the thing and they're going to say this and it's going to be really crazy and they're going to be really mean and it's not real. But anyway, what do you want to eat? I have a slightly like controversial thing to say on this topic, which is that if him and Olivia Wilde are in a serious relationship, which they obviously are because they're living together with her children and she's trying to get custody of her children to live in London with him, is there not some sort of obligation for him to like be a bit more... um? 
clear in his like messaging to his fan. Like, like, is he not the only person that can kind of tell them to settle down? Like he's being so obtuse and like beating around the bush and saying like Twitter can be a toxic place. And obviously it's hard to discuss, but I'm like, can't he do a Prince Harry with Meghan Markle going? I was literally yeah. about to say release a statement, release a statement. get the palace. If he could just say in this interview, anyone who speaks this way about people I love is not a fan of mine. Like it's not even that hard to say. And then it's like putting them in their place. You know, or am I just? Yeah, I mean, what does he even say? He just says there's a shitstorm of people trying to be awful on Twitter, which is not really where that many. I guess there are people on Twitter, but it's more like TikTok. And he says that obviously doesn't make me feel good. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he should be more direct because then, like, if I was Olivia Wilde, I'd be like, call off these mad dogs, like, please, like, just say something. They're doing this because they are obsessed with you. Well, I mean, also, like, he doesn't have to do a Florence Pure Prince Harry and do it randomly. He could do it in this piece where the journalist is, like, very specifically asking him. So it feels less like he's telling them off mm-hmm. randomly and being like, you guys, are so, uh, you guys are dicks. And instead he's just answering in this piece being like, I understand that the majority of my fan base aren't like this, but people who speak badly about, about someone I love, yeah, as you say, aren't my fans and, and should fuck off. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he says, it's obviously a difficult feeling to feel like being close to me means you're at the ransom of a corner of Twitter or something. I just wanted to sing. I didn't want to get into any of it if it was going to hurt people like that. Mm-hmm. And then Olivia Wilde basically says the same thing. But I like what she even said was better than what he said. Way better. Because she was like, she said, what I don't understand about the cruelty you're referencing is that kind of toxic negativity is the antithesis of Harry and everything he puts out there. I don't personally personally believe the hateful energy defines his fan base at all the majority of them are true champions of kindness and that's funny because it is kind of a dig because harry always he like reads the he wears those jumpers that are like what is it don't be toxic Mm. or he's like really like the word toxic he's always like anti-toxic people and the kindness thing that she said Mm -hmm. is another kind of dig because it's like he's always just being like treat people with kindness Stay away from toxicity. And then she's just being like, okay, well, if you're going to be toxic and not kind. Yeah, I, I thought, I mean, it's very, very diplomatic. I'm sure that's not how she feels sometimes. But I, yeah, she was very professional and measured of her. To, I feel like it takes a strong person to say that because if I'd been through the shit that she gets online every day, I would want to be like, fuck off all these people. I hate you. Mm. Proud of her. I love how you put in our talk, um, Grace, screenshot where who was backstage at Harry, um, at Harry's Coachella set in April and wrote opposite of a dream blunt rotation and it was James Corden. Why? He's everywhere. Why is he everywhere? He's got his... James Corden, Shania Twain and his girlfriend, Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, James Corden and Shania Twain, I feel like would be a fucking mess. Of a social situation. <laughs> I would not enjoy myself. Well, I can imagine Shania Twain as being like very manic to be around, but I don't know. I feel like. That's just the energy I'm getting. Manic from Shania Twain, like annoying from James Corden, like annoying, like laughing too loud, over yes. the top, just annoying. Harry Styles being like quiet and chill and wry, and then Olivia Wilde being like chipper and friendly and like earnest and nice. I don't know if even – I don't know when I think about this deeply, I don't even know if Olivia Wilde would be that chipper. Like I think I see her in my brain as being really chipper and friendly, but I don't know. I feel like she's a bit of a cool girl. I think she's become more chipper because <laughs> – this relationship where it's like, okay, the world's like coming down on me. I've just got to like smile and bear through it, smile and bear through it. And I feel like she's would be in a, she'd be wearing like a sweater over a shirt with a collar. And she'd be. Well, yeah, that's like smiling. What she wears a lot. Yeah. And skinny jeans. And she'd just be so nice and smiling and saying, oh my God, that was great. Oh my God, blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, that was amazing. You know, I love, I love that. The recent photos of them together, Harry's wearing this, like, cute, colourful cardigan. (laughs) 
She's behind. She also looks cute. Yeah. I can't remember what she's wearing. Some sort of jumper and a skirt, maybe. And then she has on her wrist two hair ties, one on each wrist. I love it. I'm like, you're going out with Harry Styles. You don't even care to take your hair ties off your wrist for dinner. Fucking great. That is so true. Makes me feel like that confidence that she has. Yeah. I take my hair ties off before I go for dinner with my lame boyfriend. <laughs> Here's what people forget about Olivia Wilde and continue to forget. Olivia Wilde was, until the minute she started dating Harry Styles, like a hot, Fucking hot, bombshell. hot girl. Like she was like the hottest girl in the world for like a period during that OC era on House, she was the hot doctor. She dated – I remember she said when she started dating, dating Jason Sudeikis, she gave him her number and he didn't text her for a week. And she was like, is Jason Sudeikis fucking dead? Because why else wouldn't he text her? Like, yes. she's, she yes. has always been the hot bombshell any guy in Hollywood wants to boost her. So she still has that in – like, just because people are now – a new generation of people who love Harry Styles who might have missed that era of Olivia Wilde don't see it. It doesn't mean that she yeah. still is remember, not that same hot girl <laughs> at heart. <laughs> she has a hot girl. Um, what is it? Yeah, hot girl at heart, but hot girl energy. Um, no, it's not energy. <laughs> she dresses like a <laughs> like a hot girl. No, she doesn't. In the sense that she doesn't need to like <laughs> adapt to the fashions of the time because she's just always been so hot. Yes. Yeah. There was something else that was very similar to that that I was thinking the other day of the like hot girls that really hot girls just completely missed. I think it's just I think a well makeup is one of them because mm-hmm. you just don't have to bother if you're just like really really good looking. You just don't understand like any makeup trends or anything that's going on. Clothes is definitely another. You are right. Mm-hmm. They can just wear whatever and just rely on their faces. But I find it odd that Harry's not more. She doesn't dress bad, but I'm like, I don't know. Style is such a big thing for me. I think I would be like, it's it's wear something else. It's I like that she hasn't drastically changed the way she dresses. Same, same. No Courtney Kardashian over here. Yeah, and it feels like he's toned down the way he dresses almost too. You know, when they're photographed together a lot, he's just in like a pair of shorts and like a t-shirt. He's toned it down. Yeah, it's nice. Mm. Nice and special. I feel like he's. I feel Camille like he's Rowe punching with her. I know Camille Rowe. Like <laughs> <sighs> that. Maybe Olivia's like. Look, I'm not gonna. This is not where I'm gonna win in the style area. Like I'm gonna win in the yes. like being a respected director slash hot girl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, slash OG hot girl. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember I didn't watch her in house, and I'd like fully forgotten she was the person from. The OC. She like when exploded she all over pop culture, do you remember? Because Marissa like hooked up with her and had like a bi era. Yes. And everyone was obsessed with her. But I think when she popped back up in like literally her or something, was when I was like, oh my God, this woman's face. Yeah. In like 2014 or 15 or 16, when she like came back up. It's funny that that's been lost actually. Now I think about it. I don't know. Like there's a a bit of a like rhetoric online with the Harry Stan slash in general of like thinking they're a PR couple because they don't get why he'd go for her, which is just so bizarre. Like I don't think she's thought of in that way of like, I don't know, an Angelina Jolie or Scarlett Johansson, but she kind of occupies that same, obviously not to the same degree, like acting wise, but it's, it's, you know. It's, no, it's literally because, honestly, I think it's because she has, she has that look. She's, she's not like, yeah, as iconic. She hasn't been in as many films. She has the hot girl look. She has that kind of older woman hot thing. But I think, I do think, I do think, Grace, that the style has a lot to do with it. I think so too. Whenever I see her in a, people, like a yeah. skinny jean, I just mm. want to throw something against a wall. I'm just like, stop it. <laughs> yeah, because Angelina Jolie just always looks. I mean, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, she. Scarlett Johansson's probably better to compare her to because Scarlett Johansson's always just been too hot to give a shit about. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson's just like. Because she's got that. <laughs> Scarlett Marvel, Johansson's like, I'm going to shave my head off. Yeah, she's got that Marvel Cash, off. like, big deal movie star thing that. 
Olivia Wilde never quite did. Yeah, but back in the day, Scarlett, yeah, Scarlett Johansson's kind of an, kind of a a similar vein to ascribe her to. But I think yeah, because she was in way more films as being this like crazy bombshell that maybe Gen Z's watched as well. Yes. I remember when Scarlett Johansson was famous before all the Marvel stuff. I obviously haven't seen her in any of those films. But I used to watch her and she used to do this thing where she like wouldn't really act because she didn't want to make her face not look pretty. Interesting. In every single film she was in, she would just be kind of like pouting. I got to go back and see that. I mean, I can see it in Lost in Translation definitely and I'm like now struggling to remember another film of hers even though I know she's iconic and has been in so many good ones. The film, I, the film that I can't place, that I can't stop thinking about, is the one where, oh, is it? He's just not. He's just not that into you. I don't think I've seen that. Really, mm. it's quite good. But one film where, anyway, she's in the supermarket and the guy is engaged, and I'm pretty sure it's the guy that was Lady Gaga's ex-husband that was an actor. What was engaged to? Yes. Um, Jennifer Aniston. Oh, my God. No, not engaged. He wouldn't get engaged because he didn't want to get married. And it was Bradley Cooper. Oh, my God. This movie sounds amazing. <laughs> Lots on. I think I'm getting movies confused. Lots but anyway, on. she, like, was in the supermarket and she managed to get this guy to fall in love with her within one interaction. He was supposed to be with, I think, Jennifer Aniston. And they need to stop doing that else. to Jennifer Aniston, even on the screen. It's <laughs> like not nice to cast her in that role. <laughs> I might be getting the actresses confused. Oh, uh, yeah. that's naughty. Anyway, um, Godspeed to those two. A relationship I'm... I still can't. I still can't quite get my head around it. Like even though I know it's real, there's just it just hasn't fully sunk in. I think Olivia Wilde is just like teaching him stuff. Yeah. All the time. But I think at the same, I don't know if I'm vastly, I don't know. I don't know what Olivia Wilde is like. But what I was going to say is she's obviously an OG hot girl. She's obviously smart and a feminist. Yeah, I, I think I what I think is, is she's just teaching Harry, little P. Marine Harry stuff every day. Mm. And he's just enamored by her. She seems so smart and worldly. And he's just like, wow. Yes, exa- exactly. Exactly. I agree. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. On to my favorite, like, drama on the internet. I mean, in recent memory. I don't want to say this whole year because that's a lot, but, like, recently. Because it's so silly and, like, fun and stupid. (laughs) So, basically, there's this new A24 movie called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And I, believe me, listeners, I tried, I tried, I tried. To get this for me and Izzy so we could watch it before this episode. But A24 have got their IP locked down. You can't get that shit anywhere online. So we're going to wait and see it together next week and then do a review of the movie. But you don't actually have to see have seen the movie to understand this drama, this niche internet drama. But it's incredible. Amazing. So it's between Amanda Stenberg, who is obviously like a famous actress. She was in Hunger Games and has been in 
a bunch of other stuff I can't really remember. But she was in she was Rue from Hunger Games. Yes, everyone kind of just the iconic Rue knows her. Yes. Yeah, she and I watched her in The Hate You Give, which is this film that came out a couple of years ago, and I watched it on the plane, and mm. she was really good, and she had me crying, but I didn't realize it was her. Okay, so she is in. Bodies, 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 alongside Pete Davidson and the Shiver Baby actress, whose name I totally know, Rachel Senot, and a couple of other people. And the movie is like a kind of jokey, tongue-in-cheek, Gen Z take on the slasher movie. And Lena Wilson, who is a like arts writer slash film critic for the New York Times, wrote this quite scathing review of the movie where she called it like a 95-minute ad trailer for a Charlie XCX song filled with cleavage. And then Amandala. I mean, that makes me want to watch it. Same. The, the Charlie XCX, the new Charlie XCX song. I'm like, yes. Yeah, so Lena hated it. And then Amandala sent her a DM about it. Do you want to pick up the story? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, yes. So So yeah, in the as part of the New York Times review, she wrote it's a 95-minute advertisement for cleavage. Then Amanla DM'd Lena on Instagram and said, "Your review was great. Maybe if you'd gotten your eyes off my tits, you would have watched the movie." Exclamation <laughs> mark. So then and I mean, for no I'm not even going to say the backstory. So then Lena published the DM online. On TikTok. Which did, she ta- did she do it? On TikTok, yeah. yeah, I was going to say. It was on TikTok. A TikTok video of her speaking to the camera about Lena bullying her. About someone with. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell. About. So, yeah, Lena, Lena gets DM'd by the lead actress of this movie. She then goes onto TikTok releases this big TikTok video in like this dimly lit room speaking about Amanla DMing her and saying basically so she says I'm devastated to have received this message I was a genuine fa- huge fan of hers but I'm which is like random because no one like, no, like what you watch fucking the hunger no games no one's a huge fan like people are yeah she's new minor she's fans. like new yeah, yeah. But I'm posting this because I don't want this person who has more social power than me to think it's fucking okay to do something like this. Wilson also suggested the actor's response was homophobic, writing in her TikTok caption, unfathomably weird to get a I don't want you I don't want you in the locker room while I'm changing bullying from and this is the funniest point, a whole other lesbian. So Amanla is queer, Lena is queer, Lena accused Amanla of being homophobic towards her for mentioning her cleavage in the movie. It's so crazy. The So then Amanda came out and had a really great response where she responded on TikTok. And there's obviously been a lot of discourse because, yeah, both the uh, gay women and this whole social power drop, it, it, obviously Lena's white. It just feels like very tone deaf. But I think it's very interesting because it, yeah. Yeah, a, a like white New York Times critic. Yes. Saying they have. Um, saying a young black actress has more social power than her. Um, and also, Amanda DM'd her privately on Instagram. Lena's then taking it publicly to TikTok. It's like, who is enforcing what? You know, like, who's making this? I don't know how to explain, but just. Yeah, you're the one. Yeah, it's not like Amanda yeah. publicly. It's not like Amanda publicly shamed her at all. Exactly. There's a lot going on with this, which is why I think it's so interesting in the sense that Lena has now been like driven off. She's shut her TikTok and Twitter accounts. There's like a lot of funny slash, you know, scathing. <laughs> social commentary on Twitter and on TikTok about why the way she went about it was insane. And I agree with all of it. I do have sympathy for Lena Wilson because I understand (laughs) like being so sensitive to criticism that you just go straight into defensive mode and just have this completely over the top, like ridiculous reaction. I kind of, I kind of understand the upset that she feels. I don't, I don't understand going to TikTok about it because that just is insane. But I also, the idea of framing it as I have way less social power than this person is literally deranged. I don't even know how she could think that. But 
I do think it's interesting that writers and cultural critics tend to feel quite unaware of their power because they are kind of just sitting at home in their small apartment, not making that much money, typing something away on their MacBook and sending it off. Like it's can be hard to grasp the weight of the work that you're doing sometimes. And I think Hollywood stars just seem like these totally removed people that are so big and amazing and powerful that I can, I can see the disconnect in her head, but you would just think someone like sophisticated enough to work at the New York times would be able to work through that gap. But also I feel like I feel as though a comment on cleavage isn't, necessarily a comment at Amanda at all because it's like a comment at I know that Amanda is credited as an executive producer and like obviously she would have chosen and consented to wearing that but I think I would read that as more of a comment towards maybe A24 and the movie business as a whole using women's cleavage to sell films um and then at the same time like and then Amanda has come back and said part of the reason she's so she kind of fired up at this is because she's so sick of having her body and her cleavage and her boobs and um, everything constantly discussed by like the public and uh, everywhere. And then Dazed actually wrote this really amazing piece, this really good piece that I saw right before we um, started recording. I thought I put it in the dock. Oh yeah. Just being like Wilson's actions show the shifting attitudes between Towards the critique of women in the media, how we're presented, how we're consumed and how we're commented on speaking about how, you know, we've like Wilson has this lack of self-awareness to the way that the world is changing and like what's appropriate and what's not. At the same time, I don't know. I, I was I said this to my boyfriend today, like laughing about Lena's comments. And he was just like, yeah, that's obviously bad. But he was just like, it's such bad. Behavior. Yeah, exactly. At the yeah. same time to like DM yes. a critic. Like if someone's critiquing you, it's such a it's such bad behavior to like DM them. At, at, that's their job to critique the movie and to critique the performances and whatever. And I know that some people would say that their job is bullying, and then if they get bullied back, they kind of hate it. But it's like I don't know. If we got DM'd by someone, we'd written a if we got if we wrote a movie review and then someone DM'd us having a go at us for it, which is like that's our our job. It's a tricky one, isn't it? Because it's like if a mandala is a lead actress and a producer, then she has a very vested interest. And I I don't think at all this is why she sent the DM, but she has a very vested interest in the movie being perceived well. And I would say for like an A24 movie, a good New York Times review would be pretty important to the team there. Like they'd be waiting to see what the New York Times said about it because I would imagine the New York Times and the A24 audiences are like – fairly aligned so that would be a huge deal for them like they all Mm. have read it and talked about it and Mm. discussed it I think um so I can see why she would be particularly upset or sensitive about it and would maybe like grasp onto that element of finding the discussion about bodies like something quite sensitive and it is like it is unprofessional to dm the new york times critic i would think that the people at a24 would be a bit like mortified by that because it's not professional behavior but at the same time i do really feel like she was saying it in a jokey way i actually get why lean i think so much is like missed in tone online (laughs) i feel like amandla wrote it in a jokey funny way and she said in her response she thought it was kind of like a lesbian to lesbian bit of a dig but also trying to trying to make her laugh and Lena took it as this really aggressive accusing her of being like perverted (laughs) kind of dig and like got really really upset about it and it's kind of just interesting how now on the internet everything is just (laughs) exacerbated and intense and crazy yeah so Amanda wrote Lena I thought your review was and like as part of her sorry she said as part of her TikTok response Lena, I thought your review was hilarious. I thought my DM was funny. I did not mean to harass you. I did not wish you any harm. You're allowed to have your criticism on my work and I'm allowed to have my criticisms of your work. I wish you the best. What is quite funny about this situation is like Amanla DM'd privately. Mm -hmm. Lena was the one that chose to take it public to like 
kind of shame her for doing that. Yeah, you're and then the everyone's wrong. turned around and been like, Lena. <laughs> it, it's just quite funny. Just be like, Lena, are you fucking serious? And now she's like had to shut down. Like it was all her doing. It's not like Amanda did this publicly. And that's the thing you could criticize if Amanda. I mean, I'm assuming she's got like millions of um, followers. Let's see. Yeah, she's got 2.3 million followers on Instagram, right? So if she posted that to her Instagram followers and it meant that, like, a legion of young kind of um, sanctimonious people that don't understand the role of film criticism went after this kind of small fry, you know, arts writer in a really aggressive way in her DMs, I think Lena would have a pretty good argument for saying this kind of stuff is really bad because it dissuades critics from being honest and open about their thoughts because of fear of backlash, blah, blah, blah. But like the thought process to how how certain she must have felt that people would be on her side <laughs> is the thing that I don't because you I'm just like you would just wouldn't put that out there unless you were sure that like everyone was gonna agree with you. Right? Yeah, it's a bit the whole thing's just a bit <laughs> embarrassing. I don't know. It's yeah. There's yeah, really funny TikToks about the whole thing. Um, wait, sorry, I'm just like reading. Oh yeah, so then, what was the other thing you put? Po- oh yeah, so you posted in the doc. So Amanda tried to like make another joke and said, "I'll change my bio." To local dyke who cannot stop talking about boobies, if you will. Which I do feel like it well, was Lena quite Wilson a Well, Lena Wilson tweeted, um, <laughs> me spends one line of a 500-word review facetiously commenting on how A24 objectifies young women to sell content. Random men on Twitter.com and also apparently Amanda Sandberg, local dyke, cannot stop talking about boobies. And then Amanda Sandberg, as a joke to try and get them back on the same side, reposted that and said, I'll change my bio to local dyke who can't stop talking about boobies if you will. So she, I feel like she's just trying right. to like zap the energy out of it and make it a funny thing. But Lena's like, no, this is so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Even if she came out and said, oh look, God. I was really upset. I was a bit frazzled and shaken. That TikTok was random. Sorry. Like, Amanda, hi. I feel like everyone would have – it just would have been a feel-good internet story. <laughs> There's also Lena Wilson not knowing anything about yeah. her till today, and I do feel very sorry for someone that feels like they've been driven off social media platforms. However, she just, to me – is the embodiment of someone that is just too online, like is online so much that when they experience something, their first reaction is to share it back online and then to read what their reactions to that is and then to react to that. Like this whole thing just needed like a big deep breath and like a day without the phone and like a walk in the park and talking to some friends and like distance. Everything seemed to just be so reactive and social media-y. And I feel like this is is Twitter brain. Yes. Like – Twitter brain. She has a bad case of Twitter brain and TikTok brain, which is like a really bad combination. Yes. It's like when Doja Cat DM'd Noah from Stranger Things asking for that other guy's number or if he was single. And then Noah just immediately posted on TikTok thinking it was going to be funny. And Doja Cat was like. Called him like a snake. (laughs) She was like 17. And then she shaved off her eyebrows like two days later. Doja Cat's too online. Like there are people that you can just tell their rationality is is clouded by just being too on the internet and thinking the way people behave on the internet is consistent with reality when it just isn't. Okay, speaking of someone who's not actually too on the internet, apparently, but who has an internet legion of fans uh, about not only her as a person, not only her clothes, not only her fashion label, but apparently her hair style is Matilda Jeff. Yes. So yeah, Matilda Jeff, the D is silent. I knew honestly like <laughs> nothing about this fucking girl. I'd seen her face obviously around. I'd seen kind of like um, captions about mentioning her. I feel like I'd seen the rhetoric around her long before I saw her. Yes. If that makes sense. Like I saw people talking about her on TikTok before I actually ever had her content pop up for me. Yeah. So she's 
She began her career as an influencer around seven years ago. I appreciate someone who starts on YouTube, an infl- a true influencer. Yes, yeah, that's fair. Wait, 2016 wasn't actually that early. No, yeah. It was Trump era. Oh my God, okay. So yeah, I was thinking it was like much earlier. So they did a big profile on her because basically this year she's been like big on Instagram. She had a couple of million followers on there, but then blew up on TikTok. And then um, she has this brand called Jerf Avenue. This is what I, this yeah, this is what I want to get into. Like, why is this out of all the things anywhere taking off? I'm very interested because it, it's it's just like shit you can buy anywhere else. It's, it's because she's selling a lifestyle. She's selling yes. herself. She's saying, if you buy Jerf Avenue, which I will never get used to saying, you're going to look like this Scandi babe like me. She somehow managed to make her brand about being really inclusive. And I know that her fashion label does go up to like relatively okay sizing, but um, still like nowhere near <laughs> what brands any brands should go up to but like she's kind of put her foot down there which is great um but yeah i know exactly her her stuff looks like literally anything but i think everyone's just obsessed with her her this life my, yeah and and wanting to like and i think so many but what's so funny about this i feel like so many celebrities or influencers or people have tried to do similar off the back of people being obsessed with them and it hasn't worked. Yes, this is what I find fascinating as well because when you go, I was like, okay, there's going to be something. About her. And I don't say this as a read to her. I think it's phenomenal. Her brand apparently is expected to make 22 million US dollars in sales revenue this year. Like that as an Instagram honey turned line of clothing is incredible. And we haven't tried the clothes and we haven't, you know, held them or experienced them. So maybe there is something about the quality or the fit or the cut that is different somehow to all the bazillion other brands out there. But I am just so fascinated about why it is that like a very specific people whose aesthetic, her aesthetic on Instagram and TikTok is like no different to a bazillion million other influencers. Do you know what I mean? It's like she drinks coffee. She wears the same, she wears pretty much the same clothes as anyone else does. She drinks from the same mugs. She has the same aesthetic in her house. She has the same like beige scandy. Like I, I, I don't, it's like, I get it, but I don't get it. Like with Emma Chamberlain as a counter example, as soon as I watched my first video of her, I was like, okay, she's very charming. She's very likable. <laughs> Me when she's I watched Harry like- Styles speak for the first time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Literally, I was like, okay, I get yeah, it. I get it. Like, I get it with her as well. I, I'm not obsessed I, with her, but same. I get it. And with Devin, Devin's another yes. example. Like Devin, Devin I Lee feel Carlson. like the space. Yeah, Devin Lee Carlson, the space she occupies, especially like a year ago before we were full into the Y2K thing, was very unique in terms of her like aesthetic and her sensibility and how likable she and cute she is on tic- like YouTube. And I kind of get it as well. But with this girl, she's obviously beautiful. But I don't really understand what separates her from like a bi- literally every other influencer on <laughs> social media. To me, they I feel like I know 30 girls I could name, Scandi influencers, that do what she does. I guess it's the attainability thing maybe. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're speaking to someone just as, <laughs> the just as confused as you. It'll be interesting to have like a, a fan on. Um but yeah, this New York Times piece is just very, very funny because like, I don't know, sometimes I feel mean making fun of someone young like her who just was hot and then everyone followed her and was obsessed with her. But like at the same time, she's just, she just shit she says is just so fucking funny. So she says, I'm not oblivious to the fact that I'm in many ways society's ideal of what a perfect person looks like. <laughs> that is just like taking <laughs> <laughs> I'm not oblivious to the fact that I'm in many ways society's ideal of what a perfect person looks like. That is just That's too far. Like crazy. that is just taking the acknowledging your privilege thing so far. I am well aware that I'm literally fucking perfect, perfect person looks like. Like she could, and then she said, I realize how much privilege I have. I'm white. I'm a size small. I tan easily. I don't need to wear makeup. Like why did you mention that? <laughs> 
You don't need to say that. She's like, I tan. I don't wear Saint-Tropez. I tan easily. I don't wear makeup. Pimples. Never had them. Never even had braces. Like, no bunions. She's just like, it's like, you don't need to list everything. (laughs) That life can be easier for me because of these things. But that doesn't mean I don't feel a strong sense of responsibility to do things the right way. I mean, this just sums up why I find it. Like, I just find us as a society being obsessed with a Scandi blonde hair, blue-eyed girl, just so, like, fucked up. <laughs> it's just, like, it's just bad. Is, I'm just like, yeah. guys, are we serious? And it's not her fault. She's a symptom of our yeah. society. Like, our society prioritizes. She's like an AI bot. She's like, what AI she's... would pop out if they were creating, like, if Siri was a person. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure she's, like, a lovely girl. We're going to get a DM from her being, like, if you didn't stop looking at my tits, you might appreciate Jim Yeah, if you stop looking at my perfect face and my ideal person, you would see that there's a lot behind it. Um, I'm sure there is. I'm sure she works very hard. Oh, yeah, hard. I know. Like, there's like the Kim Kardashian thing. Like, they definitely work harder than we do. Like, no question. Well, she says she works it's 12 about she hours a day on her bread. I'm like, I don't know. I, do, I just, maybe you do, but I don't know if I believe it. Also, we're not, we're not supposed to be celebrating this crazy hustle culture anymore. Thought you were supposed to be attainable. I think that. Okay, I think a couple of things. I think that to to a Gen Z generation, um, who has grown up on this like fast fashion, insta like sorry not Instagram like Love Island Kardashian thotty sexy now into like the sexy Y two K thing, I think that notion of the like Carolyn Bessette. 90s minimalism white shirt and a silk skirt and a leather sandal and buying like something that you'll keep wearing over and over like all the stuff that we have kind of been cognitively aware of for like 10 15 years I do think for them she might be their first point of entry genuinely into that aesthetic and so maybe that's what's attractive to a certain like portion of people Mm. And it's like the Lauren Conrad effect where it's sometimes yes. I yes. always think it's about Lauren Conrad because she's so yes. random but she was so popular. It's like Kyle Richards on Real Housewives is like this too. Sometimes these people that are just so non No, Kyle Richards, come on. Just Kyle take Richards off. Is, is, has, she's better than Lauren Conrad. Yeah, she she is. But of all the housewives ever, she's kind of just like a yeah. like – Yeah. You know, sometimes it is just the kind of girl next door person that weirdly Lauren Conrad's a better example. Yes. She's like the Lauren Conrad of it's so true social media brands. So yeah, one can scroll through tens of thousands of adoring posts parroting her clothes, her poses. This is the other thing with her is she has become like it's become cultish, and so people buy her label mm. to look like her. They cut her their hair to look like her. They pose in the exact same outfits, wearing the top to toe everything she wears. So it says, yeah, parroting her clothes, her poses, her blow dry. Among the captions, girls don't want boys. They want Matilda Jerf's here. The feminine urge to be obsessed with Matilda Jerf and Matilda Jerf, the icon of our generation. Her name has been used as a hashtag on TikTok 156 million times. Mm. Okay. And the most iconic thing from the entire article, which I'm not sure if this is where the article ends or if this is where you like stopped pasting it, but if it's. No, this is where it ends. I had to double oh, check it. It's the my best ending God, ever. It is so iconic. <laughs> I love this journal. I was like, I, I put in the doc, is this literally where the article ends? Okay. <laughs> she goes, I get so many compliments and connections from all over the world from my hair, which is so nice, Ms. Jeff said. But sometimes messages will be something else, which can make me feel bad. They'll say, oh my God, I cut my bangs just like you and it does not look the same at all. And that's how the article ends. <laughs> exactly i mean that just summarizes the whole thing (laughs) perfectly exactly i'm gonna go get bangs like matilda jerf god bless her lots of funny things in this episode (laughs) (laughs) lots of people yeah just spending too much time on the internet lena wilson I know. Big hugs to Lena Wilson, who's like definitely having the worst day of her life, completely unjustified, like unnecessarily. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, because the the, re- the whole reason I said to you we should um watch bodies, bodies, bodies is because all this was popping up, and then when I actually read into it, I was like, whoa, this is what we have to talk about. 
Yeah, we need to watch um, it anyway because we need to yes, assess. We're gonna watch it, Pete's of course. Acting chops, and also it was um, it's a screenplay written by the cat person author. A lot of reasons we need to watch this. Yeah. Okay, girlies. Bye, girls. Bye. Bye. Ciao. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.